You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands in the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I am Cody Owens, the content director at the award-winning marketing agency Elevate My Brand, and I'm also your guest host on this very special episode, where I have the pleasure of interviewing your regular host extraordinaire, Laurel Mintz. So Laurel, thank you for being on your own podcast today. (laughs) Thank you for having me on my own podcast today, Cody. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) Um, I get to flip the script today because uh, it is a special occasion. This month marks the agency's 13th anniversary. Yeah. So like that's, that's cause for celebration under normal circumstances, but like it feels even more spectacular considering like EMB, I mean, knock on wood, because we're still in the pandemic, but like has not only survived, <laughs> but kind of thrived during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting off the episode with just like a congratulations on leading and growing this agency into what it is. Well, thank you, Cody. As you well know, I feel like I could not do anything that I do without my amazing team. And you certainly are uh, leadership on that team as well. So I, you know, I throw that all those accolades right back your way. I couldn't have done it without you. Well, thank you. I just caught those. It feels good. Um, <laughs> um, how does it feel to have come this far in the agency? Um, man, I mean, it's, it's still every day there's something new. There's always new challenges, always new client work and client issues and team issues. And, you know, there's always something. But mm-hmm. I have to say, I feel like I'm in a, a really centered place uh, even when dealing with those challenging issues, because I think early in my career, I would get, I would like let my lizard brain take over and I would get like mm-hmm. super anxious about things. And now I kind of know we work things out. We will figure it out one way or another, good, bad, or ugly. So I don't get too excited about the big wins either. So you have to have like kind of that balance, but I also don't let the little stuff bother me as much either. Um, so and that's not like a super <laughs> exciting <laughs> explanation of how I feel, but there's something to be said for having kind of equanimity, emotional equanimity as it comes to, as it relates to running a business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, how is it feeling? You're like, well, there've been so many problems. Um, but, <laughs> but truly like you, your, your phrase of figure it out, get it done. Um, like, I think that's part of the you know success of the agency is that like you, you look the problems in the face and you figure it out and you move on. Well, I also think that that's what the bigger um, companies are looking for right now. There's been this really interesting shift that we've all seen that um, has been happening with these huge heritage companies who usually work with these massive tier one agencies that move like molasses and cost an arm and a leg. They are really looking to agencies like us who have that figured out, get it done attitude and that nimbleness and that creativity to help bolster their social, their content, you know, they're creative across the board. So I think I, we attribute a lot of that to the success of EMB. For sure. And so let's talk about that. So like EMB has actually had some like pretty major clients in its 13 years, which we're people, so major. people may have heard of them <laughs> like Verizon and Facebook and like JLL and some others that we um, won't mention, but like are pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, so like, 
as a small and scrappy agency, like what has been your secret sauce as a leader in attracting those like big global names, both pre and during pandemic? Well, you know, I'm a schmoozer and I love people and, um, and I have a process behind it. So it's not just about being out there and getting your, you know, your brand well known, which I do think we've done a really good job of. And I, I do attribute some of that to the longevity of the brand, right? We've been around long mm-hmm. enough that people recognize us, they refer us, they know us. But also to your point, during the pandemic, things really shifted. And as you all know, we did a lot of PR, we did a lot of media, and my face was like out there. People were probably like over me <laughs> at the <laughs> beginning of the pandemic because people weren't really necessarily making decisions on hiring agencies or doing rebrands or anything like that, but they were looking to get more education and understand what they might be doing in the future. And so we have we were very lucky to partner with Reuters and Create and Cultivate and a ton of other publications to do live content, uh, recorded content, print content, you know, all kinds of um, great educational pieces to really give people the ability to learn while they were in these this kind of like um, challenging, ostriching mode. Uh, so I think that has a lot to do with it. And then, uh, you know, I have this method I call orbiting the universe, which means mm-hmm. anytime I am talking to someone I feel like I could help or could help me or I want to stay connected with, I always put our next meeting on in that meeting so that even if we have to push it, there's always a touch point, much like great marketing, to make sure that we just don't lose touch. And and I think that's been also invaluable. Nice, nice marketing touch um, in that answer. I <laughs> the tie-in. That. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, that's why you're a marketer, I suppose. I mean... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's been really incredible in my experience at EMB to have those like big brand clients, um, but also like the the smaller brands we get to work with and we get to build and like see them like, you know, as an agency, you understand like it's been 13 years of building this brand um, and to be able to get other people started like smaller businesses on those journeys too. It's just been great to be able to see such a wide swath of you know, brands we've been able to to support even just while I've been here in the last three years. Yeah. And, you know, we've also, we walk our own talk. We are very, uh, you know, we're a very diverse team. We are certified as a diverse woman owned agency and we get to service a lot of those same clients. A lot of the education work, as you know, we did was focused on that industry, that market, that, not that industry, that um, kind of uh, life cycle of client and that focus. So it, that was very, very rewarding to have um, women uh, come back and say, oh my gosh, I was listening to your uh, your webinar or your your talk for Reuters and I just got so much out of it and I executed X, Y, and Z. Thank you so much for your help. Like that to me is everything. Yeah, absolutely. That like lifting up others, mm-hmm. you know, through what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so since it's been 13 years, I want to go back to the beginning. I think on our last uh, podcast episode, we were talking about like your journey to getting to EMB. Mm-hmm. So let's start like, at the beginning of EMB, I know you've told me this, and may, I think you may have done an EMB biz video about this, but how did you arrive at the name for Elevate My Brand as the name <laughs> of the company? Yeah, I actually paid a very expensive branding expert to help work me through that process, and I could not, for the life of me, figure it out. I couldn't get there. In like, We were working for like probably two months and I just could not, it just nothing resonated with me. And as you, again, you know, I keep saying this because you and I work so closely together, but you know, branding is such a personal emotional journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we do that for a lot of other people, but when I was doing it for myself, it was even more so of course. And it just, I, I never resonated 
I never had that aha moment, that Oprah moment where I was like, that's it. This is mm -hmm. going to be the brand that I'm going to build my life around. Yeah. Um, and then one night I had a dream and the name literally came to me in a dream. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, this, this is it. And I never looked back. Yeah, that's incredible that, you know, it's like it is great um, because as a marketing agency, it also says that like you also the client has to be inspired, you know, totally. like the client has to have a buy in. It's not just you go to a marketing or branding agency and they give you the answers. You know, it is a collaborative experience and relying on each other's like expertise. Um, and there's some magic in it, too. I think that's right. the important piece, like that emotional, like, like, wow moment where you're like, that's it. Like that, I know you feel that too. Like when you have those moments with your clients, it's everything. It's so inspiring and it 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 actually makes my like heart race. And that's really why I got into marketing. I love that creative journey. Mm -hmm. Um, In the naming of the company, were there any names that like you tossed out that like you still remember? Like any like rejected company names? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of ones that like, were like around my personal name. And I just felt like that was as much as I am the brand and I am the face of the brand. Certainly I wanted it to be bigger than me. I didn't want it to be about my specific name as it related to the naming of the company. And it's really kind of a best practice for naming companies in general, especially if you want ever to sell or you want to franchise or you want to do anything that's a larger scale, take on investors, et cetera. Look, you can do that if it if the company is named after you personally. It just to me feels a little more um, kind of small potatoes, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, than it would if you had kind of a a name that had a bit more bravado to it. So I think most of the names that were rejected were um, like you know Laurel Kaufman Consulting and mm -hmm. uh, Kaufman Consult, you know, just iterations on the name, iterations on marketing agency, and all those different things. And I was like, I just. And there were, of course, like, you know, we did a bunch of word exercises and pulled out mm -hmm. words that were inspiring and all of that. And it, it all just made me want to throw up, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Laurel Kaufman and Co. Um, like, yeah, that that doesn't feel right. No. You know? And my dad was an entrepreneur and he had uh, Kaufman Consulting and he had Kaufman Square because he had another business partner who also mm -hmm. his last name was Kaufman. So I just felt very old school and very like, I, I don't know, it did not feel elevated for lack of a better word yes no i think that's a perfect word <laughs> um i mean that's where you arrived was elevating yeah. Yeah. um and it's also kind of a brilliant name and that you know we're constantly monitoring like doing social listening and things and people are constantly using that phrase and i've noticed people using it far more in recent years of telling people how to elevate their brand and it's kind of like we're kind of getting a little bit of free you know like PR a little bit as people talk about elevating their brand. Yeah, it's actually funny. Um, people come to me all the time and they are like, oh, I saw, I think I saw your company or I saw someone that used a name like yours. And I used to be pretty aggressive about protecting um, Elevate My Brand. As it relates to marketing, I still am. But if someone in a different industry is using that phrase, it really just helps us. It creates uh, more brand value as long as they're not you know, using a phrase that we have trademarked and own the IP around. Uh, like you said, it's being used very frequently. And it's, such a, it's just such a positive, empowering word in general. I, I just love it. It's one word that says so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're going to say so much more, but we're going to take a very quick break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to go even further back in time. So stick around. Who says you've got to be big to get things done? 
We know that size matters in some things, but in other things like marketing, a small and scrappy team like Elevate My Brand can really take your brand to the next level. Our job is to create visibility so you can create profitability. Give us a call today and let's schmooze. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Brand podcast. I'm Cody Owens, content director at Elevate My Brand, interviewing Laurel Mintz, the host of the show. Um, So thanks for coming back. we were talking about how you arrived at the name of the company and just talking about some of the history since it's now 13 years in the making. Um, so I'm super interested. The company's 13 years old. It has come so far and yet still has so much on the horizon. Mm. So when you were 13 years old, <laughs> what did you think was on the horizon for you? Did you think it was going to be marketing? Definitely not. I, I mean, I thought I was going to be a lawyer since I was like five, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you would go and ask kids like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they would like, be like, I want to be a fireman. I'm going to be a ballerina. I want to be a teacher. And I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And everyone was like, oh shit, look out for this kid. Yeah. She, she's tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, no, at 13, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, you know, even when I went to college, my uh, my applications were all about like negotiations and making sure that I could stay up later when I was young, which I used to argue with my parents all the time and win. So I felt <laughs> like I was kind of born to be a lawyer. And mm-hmm. then, of course, got to law school and found out it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely didn't feel like I, I didn't know. I didn't even really know what marketing was at 13 other than. And this is really funny. I don't know if you saw the picture of me with the hot dog from when I was really young. I think oh, I was yeah. maybe eight or nine in that picture. Mm-hmm. That was my 13-year-old bat mitzvah sign-in picture for uh, for my bat mitzvah party. Wow. So uh, <laughs> I did know what marketing was to that degree because I modeled – that was an ad for, I think, like Bullocks back in the day. I'm mm-hmm. dating myself now. But that all, all I knew about marketing was like advertising, right, was being right. Like modeling and being um, in a back in front of the camera. Um, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't know that this was a whole industry. And at that point, it really was only, it was advertising, right? That was where you spent your money. There wasn't a whole lot of a whole lot on the digital side at that point. Right, yeah. I mean, content marketing has really blown up in the last, what, little bit. Like, you, you didn't really hear a whole lot about, like, I'm a blogger, like, 15 <laughs> years ago, you know, from like, right. a professional standpoint. Right, exactly. People thought that was a joke or you were cute, you know, you had a, you had a cute blog. And yeah. now bloggers are like, no, I have 10 million followers and, you know, 5 million subscribers. You're like, oh, shit, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And sponsors, you know, a couple, yeah. couple hundred thousand. It's no big deal. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so a lot of people consider 13 unlucky, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that EMB and you have been pretty lucky for the most part with like your clients and team. Um, obviously, as you said in the beginning, there's always going to be hiccups along the way. But mm-hmm. um, what has brought you the most luck in business? Ooh, that's a big question. Um, I think the thing is that has brought me the most luck has been my my ability to create really strong feedback loops and to pivot quickly. So uh, I keep saying this, but again, as you know, <laughs> having been you know in the agency for several years now, I don't feel like there's just one way to do something. I'm very opinionated about things, but I am always looking for better for ways to better myself as a leader, ways to better our operational processes, ways to better our creative journeys for us and for our clients. And so I think just being open to that feedback mechanism, both from the internal teams and from your clients, 
that's a really strong uh, place to create positive change um, and not get stuck in the, I, I should, I could, this is how it's always been done, which I think a lot of older firms tend to do. So I, I'm always mm-hmm. open to what's new and what's next. Now, sometimes, of course, that gives me shiny object syndrome, which uh, <laughs> we always say that you're the break to my gas, right? Yes. So you're like, mm, I don't know, is that really where we need to go? And sometimes you're right and sometimes I'm right. And again, having that really open, honest, vulnerable, transparent conversation about anything from, you know, people to process um, is is really important for the success of the brand. And I think that's what's made me, I don't think it's luck. I think it's learning. I've learned that over the last 13 years, how to yeah. incorporate that and be just, a, just better overall. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It doesn't sound like you know, much luck at all. It sounds more like strategy and, you know, maybe some like personal, you know, traits that drove you to to success. But um, it sounds like it's really like, you know, strategy and putting things in place um, for long term. Um, and we see that sometimes with like, you know, educating some of the smaller businesses and new brands that come in of, you know, everyone wants that viral moment, right? right. <laughs> they, they're like, you know what? make me go viral. I want at least 30 million views by the end of the year. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's not how it happens. You know, that's not how yeah. business like or marketing cute. happens. Right. Yeah. Especially right now when there's so much noise in every channel. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, more than ever it's, before. It's definitely not luck, but I am very lucky to attract people like you, like the rest of the team who believe in what it is that we're doing and who also have um, a perspective like on creative, on process on technology on all the things that make us a great agency so that that i think was luck of the draw and then you know making sure that that i'm listening that's what what i think keeps uh keeps the wheels on the bus (laughs) yes Uh um well thanks for bringing me aboard the bus um Mm. thanks for being on the bus you're the you're the almost i think you're the bus driver at this point Oh my I feel gosh. like I'm uh, I am in awe of you every single day Cody honestly you 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 make us a better team truly Thank you so much. Um, I've never been called a bus driver before. But, um, <laughs> I, um, I feel like an, I could never be an actual bus driver. That takes entirely too much like strength that I don't have. Oh, for um, me, it would be about I, the kids. I couldn't. I'd be smacking them all. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so slamming on the brakes, making them spill their milk. I don't know. Yeah. I have no patience for that. Yeah. Um, you know, don't bring your milk on the bus in the first place. Um, yeah. <laughs> this took a really weird turn. Yeah. I, well, you know, that's sort of my thing, but I know, I know. Um, we live in the awkward and uncomfortable, right? Yes. Yes. And the strange connoisseur mm-hmm. of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have been like the like biggest shifts since you started the agency? I feel like the obvious answer is COVID, you know, that changed everything. For sure. Um, but have there been, you know, any other like big changes like in the marketing industry or in like your personal life or something that just like, or even like, you know, if you had another dream about the business, <laughs> it just changed everything. Like any big shifts? Big shifts. Um, hmm. Well, you know, meeting my, my partner, Mike, my husband, Mike, was a huge shift. He also is in marketing to some degree, uh, building, you know, large technology platforms and websites and all of that. And it's really amazing to have someone who understands my industry and I can bounce ideas off of and he can tell me if I'm crazy or if I'm crazy good about something, you know, something <laughs> is a crazy good idea. So having him in my life has been such a blessing. I, I, I couldn't do any of this without him. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, 
I mean, life is just crazy. It, I think like, it brings you opportunities every single day that you would, wouldn't think. So I think, again, just being open to change and uh, trying to learn and better myself. I think all the books, all of the articles, all the blogs that I read about being a better leader, those are what, uh, and the horrible experiences that I've had historically, um, you know, not always being the best leader and having to learn from my own mistakes. I think that's all been, you know, provided me with the opportunity to seismically shift my perspective. Yeah. And I also feel like maybe after 13 years, it has to be a pretty seismic shift for it to be like a super significant thing because you've been through so much. I mean, even just looking at economy and politics and everything over the past 13 years, the companies had to exist through all of that. Um, well, we started uh, in, in 2008-ish, right, 2009, when we were in another not quite as global, uh, you know, a downturn, but certainly was not the best time to, from an economic standpoint, start a business. But I think there's all these like books and articles out there that talk about how some of the biggest companies in the world, like Apple and Microsoft, et cetera, all started during the most challenging times because that's when you're like, well, I could go work for someone else and um, and be unhappy in my path, or I could forge my own path and create something that's uniquely me to do what I feel like I'm put on this planet to do. And I think those moments of economic and political hardship are often the times when you have those aha moments. You're like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are going to take a, another quick break. When we come back, I want to take a step back and I'm going to talk about Mike again for a second. Um, <laughs> because you and Mike together um, have really helped my perspective and my work. So I want to bring him back up. Um, and oh. since he's not in the room to tell us no, um, we're going <laughs> to talk about him. <laughs> Love it. Okay, cool. So we'll be right back with more Elevate Your Brand. Hi, guys. Me again. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about our award-winning marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We're a full-service digital and experiential agency, meaning we do it all. From event management to content creation, branding, web design, and social media. We're a small but scrappy team of both data nerds and quirky creatives, and we're here to make you look good. After this episode, let's chat about how we can elevate your brand and take you to the next level. All right, welcome back. Um, I, Cody Owens, have been talking to Laurel Mintz about the last 13 years of the her agency success. Um, and when we left off, I was briefly mentioning Mike, um, her husband, who um, was one of the biggest parts of, you know, uh, the uh, was a big shift um, in her business um, life, I guess. Mm -hmm. When we were in the office, which rest in peace office. Um, yeah, I miss it. Um, I know, me too. <laughs> We used to joke uh, that we'd have WWLS, um, which is what would Laurel say, <laughs> and then WWMD, which is what would Mike do. And I always felt like between those two things, there was always going to be the right answer. Mm -hmm. um, I think I love that. That's hilarious because I am. I'm like I'm so much talk. Like I'm the I'm the biggest mouth on the block typically, right? <laughs> and Mike is so quiet. He's like a quiet. Um, I know, not a quiet killer. I don't know if that's the right word, but like he's he just he just puts his head down and gets it done, you know. And between mm -hmm. the two of us, we're we're a pretty gnarly team in in the most positive way. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's an understatement. I feel like you're <laughs> you two have like such incredible strengths in different areas, and combined, it seems like a dynamic duo. And I definitely 
aspire to be somewhere right there in the middle of that. Um, like, you know, we joke that you're the gas pedal and I'm the brake pedal that you're like, yes, we got it. Let's do it. Let's go. And I'm like, hold on. I have 15 questions. Wait, wait, wait. How are we going to yeah, do this? What yeah. Process? What is yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like absolutely what we need. Yeah. And I almost feel like Mike is like, even beyond that, like Mike sees oh, yeah. things five years in advance, knows the right questions to ask, knows the, how to put the process together before he even goes through it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that I think that that's uh, been really helpful to me um, and my career is kind of seeing you two as a dynamic duo and want to be like, you know what, I want, you know, how people will say like, there, do, there are two people in everyone. Um, like it, professionally, I want to have a Laurel and a Mike um, <laughs> in my brain. In your brain. I get it. Well, yeah. you know, he he actually dropped out of UCLA to start his company 22 years ago, I think at this point. So he's been doing it just a little longer than I have, which again, you know, we're talking about 13 years. Can you imagine another nine on top of that? That's just, that's just wild to me. Um, he knew what he wanted to do super early on and, and has built a really detailed process around it, which now we get to be the beneficiary of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having proximity to Mike um, has been a lifesaver <laughs> in many instances. Um just from his pretty brilliant yeah but don't let but don't he's in the other room so don't let him hear me say that yeah no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah let's move on let's move on before yeah we we inflate the the ego yeah um okay so one of the quotes of the last two weeks was when we were talking about emb becoming um, a 13 year old now biana on our team said we're a rowdy teenager now because we're mm -hmm. in our teen years mm -hmm. i want to know how how do you see the agency getting rowdy from here? Like, what is the future for, for EMB? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. I think that um, rowdy to me means like, I'm not putting up with anyone else's shit anymore. Like we know what we do and how we do it and we do it really well. And so that means when we have clients that aren't a good fit, we can fire them. That means that we know who we are and we stand up for what we believe in, both personally and professionally. Um, you know, rowdy to me is being loud in ways that are meaningful. So supporting community, supporting each other, supporting these amazing small mid-sized businesses. Um, that's what a rowdy teenager um, is in terms of business skill set to me. That's that's how I see us getting rowdy in the future. And of course, getting bigger and better as always. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a second to take that note of being loud in ways that are meaningful. That sounds like a quote that we need to put somewhere. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, and you know, we like you say all the time, like we're not curing cancer with marketing, right? right. Um, um, but like, I still think that a lot of what we do is can be very meaningful for our clients, especially since their brands are their babies, you know, and like we're helping oh, them, you know, raise their baby in a way, um, which yeah. I should never do literally. Um, Me neither, no. ever. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, not for me. Um, but uh, yeah, so, and like, you know, in the last 13 years, you've had a lot of opportunity to touch like nonprofits and like community organizations. Like, have there been any sort of like soul fulfilling, like just like moments that you remember of like what you're doing, like what you do making an impact, like before your very eyes? 
Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm a crier. I think that's probably something people who don't really know me would be surprised about. Like I am, I'm super loud and in your face, but I'm also very emotional. I think it's the Gemini in me, right? So I'm very <laughs> two, two very distinct personalities. Um, and so whenever a client comes to us and tells us like this had impact, it, it just, I get really weepy and um, so emotional about it. But to your point, nonprofit, giving back to the community has always been a part of my kind of core. My mom was a kindergarten teacher in the LAUSD system for over 50 years. And so there's an organization called NIFTE, NFTE, Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship that I've been on the board of for the past almost four years now. And the board work is fine, like fundraising and doing all of the stuff that you have to do on those boards is, you know, what you do. But yeah. the, the real impact, the real joy is being able to coach these young kids who are creating their first business concepts and bringing them to life and putting together decks and trying to understand cost structures and what marketing might look like for a new widget, um, being able to really truly support them and say like, you can call on me. If you have any questions on any of this, you can call on me. And also, and I, I obviously don't say this with a curse word when I talk to the kids, but I, I tell them everyone's fucking faking it. Don't let anyone yeah. intimidate you. You got this. Right. Uh -huh. And just having those kinds of really honest conversations and like, pulling back the veil of adultness, adulting for them, mm -hmm. I think has been really, it's amazing for them. And then they come back years later. I've had, uh, you know, kids that I've coached come back and say, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you coached me in X, Y, and Z. Like, would you mind talking? And just knowing that I had impact with them and that they want to continue relationships with me is pretty remarkable. And then, you know, hopefully that provides some long-term value and support for them as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of being a part of this EMB team um, is being able to, you know, suggest things of like, let's do this to impact the community or let's support this organization or even like on a smaller scale of like, this happened to, you know, in my client's personal life, we need to do something. And we're like, okay, we'll send them flowers or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just truly really like having that sense of community and care, um, I think has also been part of the agency's success and future. So yeah. humanity, it's so important. It's such a, I think people look at you like a business as an, its own like separate entity, but we're all made up of people, right? And if you mm -hmm. don't have that human element and you don't come to the table with that, um, that humanity, there's something that's lost in it. I think that even if we're not curing cancer, we have the ability to touch so many different people and, and really break that human element and connectivity together across all these different channels. And, and that's really a gift. Yeah, yeah. We say we're we're not curing cancer in marketing, but there's still the opportunity to be loud in ways that are meaningful, um, as, as a wise person once said. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we've talked about where the company came from and now uh, all the way up to the future of the brand. So I have one more question for you because we only have one minute left. And this is a question that I ask in all of our interviews because we are looking to elevate and expand our team even again in the midst of a pandemic, which is, you know, kudos to you again as a leader for that. Um, so while it's on my mind, I want to ask you the question that I ask every interviewee, and it's very important to me. If you woke up tomorrow as a pirate, <laughs> would you rather have a hook hand or a peg leg and why? I've, you know, I've heard you ask this question so many times and I've contemplated all of the different answers. I think I would have to be team, team, I'd have to be peg leg, unfortunately, as of today, 
because right now I'm like food obsessed and cooking obsessed and I didn't have my hands to do that. I think it'd be more challenging for me to navigate my kitchen, opening wine bottles, try, you know, pinch of salt here. I mean, I guess you could do that with the other hand. I don't know. I really go back and forth. There's so many ways to be team, team peg leg versus team hook hand. But tonight, today I'm going to say team hook hand. Nope. Oh. I said team peg leg. I just kidding. Just kidding. Team peg leg. I was about to say, you really are going back and forth. Um, I'm a Gemini after all, you know. Yes, for sure. Um, I will say that in my interview with Sharia, um, who was on our team, um, I convinced her to go from peg leg to hook hand because she said she could not be hook hand because she loves to garden. And I said, mm. consider this a trowel attachment. Ah, so... Then you have to give all the caveats, like what you can, like, am I able to put a prosthetic on top of the hook hand or the peg leg? Like, there's a lot of different parts of this conversation that could take us in different directions here, Cody. Look, this is the Laurel Cinematic Universe. You can do whatever <laughs> you want with the question. <laughs> then I want to be um, the magical flying unicorn that is Cody. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> Well, Laurel, thank you so much for letting me be the guest host again um, and for letting me be part of the EMB journey um, in its 13th year now. Um, and I'm sure there will be far, far more years um, in the future and can't wait to see what you and all of us on the team are able to do um, with what we have. So thank you so much. Um, and we will be back on another episode of Elevate Your Brand, the podcast. And Laurel Mintz will be back as your host. So thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.